This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode number 36. Good morning, Nevik. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook downloaded bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. You have quite a treasure there in that Horodric cube. From the far reaches and burning depths of sanctuary comes Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo podcast. It's beginning to feel like some great evil is permeating the air around here. Now, your hosts, Nevik, Breja, and Jen. Stay a while and listen. Coming to you from the proverbial turkey pouch, this is episode 36 of the Shattered Soulstone. I'm just kidding. It's really the uh, um, Dawn Forge pouch, you know, because of the kangaroo thing. Anyways, this is your Diablo Community Podcast. It is Friday, March 22nd, and I totally did not fall asleep, and we're not starting this show 45 minutes late. Um, and I am your host, Nevik, and I am joined by my two co-joeys. Brasia, we missed you last show. How are you? Oh, good morning, Nevik. I'm doing great. Uh, been busy as always, but it's good to be back. I'm I'm glad to hear this. And Jen, how are you tonight? I'm doing okay. My allergies are okay, which is sometimes about as good as I get. And uh, been doing a lot of podcasting and not so much writing, but you know, doing all right. Yeah, doing a lot of podcasting is not a bad thing. And speaking of podcasting, our resident. Fourth Musketeer had his own experience with editing, and you should have heard that by now. With the dead and waiting, not the death and waiting, as we might have accidentally reported in episode 35, but how are you, Lantonio? I'm doing good, and you know what? I think I did a good job. I had a couple uh, compliments, and Zesty especially said he liked how fast it was, so... But I think yeah. my next edit will be a lot better. But other than that, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm playing way too much Diablo, but that's a good thing. So that's about it with me, though. Okay. Well, let's get what we've been up to in-game. I will kick it off because I probably have the least amount to report on. I don't know what, what's what been going on with me, but I haven't played a whole lot basically what I've just did over the past two weeks was I played a little bit of my hardcore wizard. I don't exactly remember how far I was in episode 35, but uh, my wizard is now, she cleared act three nightmare. So she's now in act four and I did the first couple of quests there just to get a feel for whether or not I needed to go back to act three. And yeah, I probably do need to go back to act three, even though she's level 51. I was like, mm, yeah, you know, tr- doing this self-found thing, sometimes it has its um, downsides because, I, you know, that, that cruel temptress that is the auction house, I could go buy an amazing weapon and then just steam through, you know, the remainder of Nightmare and just plow through hell, but nope, not going to do it. going to stay true, at least until I hit the end of hell. Maybe, hopefully, I get there. And, um... I have been playing this other game. Um, it it's a three-letter acronym and has two of the letters are the same. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but there's another game that I've been playing, which I heavily suggest everybody else goes out and buys, especially if you're on Steam, uh, or if you have the Steam client. You can go buy Super Hexagon. I, Jen, I do believe it runs on Mac. Because, Ooh, really? Yeah, because the uh, creator, um, he played it on a Mac uh, while he was doing um, some stage show at a arcade convention, I think. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was like Summerfest 2012, something like that. But um, it's really hard, but fun and hard. <laughs> Is it a puzzle game? No, it's... um. How can I describe it? Uh, you you have a hexagon in the center of the screen, and you're a little triangle dot, and you use your arrow keys to rotate around that hexagon. Meanwhile, these uh, big, um, like basically, it's um, how how would I describe it? Well, big thick lines come in at you, and the object is to not get hit by them. And meanwhile. The screen is rotating and sometimes pulsating and the perspective changes a little bit and the colors change and it's got a nice techno soundtrack. It's it's so good. So anyways, yeah. And the best part, it's only a dollar and a penny on Steam right now. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so... There's... It sounds like one that would be really fun to try when I'm on a lot of allergy drugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I think uh, if... Our listeners out there do are on Steam. I believe my uh, my account is Nevik James, so you can just do a search for Nevik James and um, add me. That that way that way we can keep a you know a scoreboard of all of our soul stoners out there who you know also catch the uh, super hexagon bug because um, I think I might have um, infected Scanline with it. <laughs> <laughs> I checked it out when I saw you tweet it. It looks like it might be more of a hypnotizing game for some other altar yeah, um, thing. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, teaching you to do this. <laughs> yeah, um, that that's actually probably a fair warning. Uh, if you have any kind of epilepsy, this game may not be a good game to play for you because it does have kind of like pulsating flash. Not, not so much flashing, but maybe the pulsation of the screen might not work for you but anyways oh okay that's not a whole lot of diablo talk so let's move on to brazia's brazia's there's multiple of you tonight or there's just multiple personalities of me coming through i do not know oh and i thought it was only me i'm i'm a wreck tonight folks i'm sorry so brazia what have you been up to for the past month uh work work more and work it just seemed like the new thing for me Mm mm-hmm but um, it's been good. It's been very rewarding. It's been uh, fun. But I kind of like to take a little break every once in a while. So I jump in Diablo usually like really early in the morning now on the weekend. Because uh, mm-hmm. it seems like that's the only time that I have. And then when I did, I don't do that, I'm obviously playing some of the other Diablo, uh, not Diablo, but Blizzard games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> other Blizzard games. So it's not like I'm running out playing other games. I'm just playing other Blizzard games. And of course, lost. Um, we've lost P Dog for a little while because he absolutely loves StarCraft 2. And as everyone knows, Heart of the Swarm came out. And uh, that was just a lot. It was fun watching some of the cinematics. And it's like every time you get to a new party, be like, oh, check this out. And I'm like, cool. That's great. So, so has he has he made his way into the Platinum, Platinum League yet? 
Oh, he probably will <laughs> at some point. He just hasn't uh, he hasn't gotten into that. He's more into playing a lot of the arcade stuff, which oh, you I know, see. Yeah. the custom maps and games. And uh, he was having fun because he could actually play. I think they had a Diablo one and a Diablo two mm-hmm. uh, set of maps that were created. Or I mean, the engine to be able to create your own games on that is just incredible. It was fun. It was fun to watch that. I was like, geez, you don't even have to get the game now. You just play that. <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's, that's pretty much been that. And then while I am in, I've been playing with uh, just leveling up my tunes. Because m- when I'm playing, it's usually I only have like about a half hour, 40 minutes. So I don't want to get too involved into doing something. And then if I have more time than that, I'm usually jumping in other games that require a little bit more time. Uh, and then, you know, I just decided while we're wait- waiting for uh, you to wake up, <laughs> started a hardcore character named Hardcore Apple, and she's a wonderful barbarian, just smashing things like crazy. It's already up to level five. Nice. You could have named her Pumpkin, in nah. Smashing Pumpkins. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh no no. I, I named her after what I was drinking tonight, so I'm, I was good with that. Oh. <laughs> Well, I, I'm glad to hear that you've jumped onto the hardcore bandwagon. I, it's, it seems to be a, a thing for us right now. I, I, I guess it's because um, softcore, we're just kind of like, you know, kind of, I don't know, in a malaise maybe? Or just... Being a little drained out by it maybe? Yeah. Although, I did see Root the other day. He's he, Last night, he was up to Paragon level 95, and... And he self-found, he found a amulet, I believe it was. And, uh, oh yeah, it had 177 intelligence, an open socket, uh, let's see, 9 crit chance, um, what was it, 80 crit damage? Lantana, do you remember? And they then, showed it to me. And, and like 8 or 9% attack speed. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, he... Yep. He found a nice was... little trifecta for himself to get richer on. Like they yeah. say, the rich get richer. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, speaking of trifectas, just because you brought it up, I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Looking at, uh, hopefully, at least 200 million gold items. Really? Yep, I found wow. it's a 9.5 crit chance, I think 46% crit damage, 9% attack speed, 186 decks, and wow. I think average damage as well. I can't remember. I, think, I can't remember what the last one, last roll was, but I'm pretty sure it was average damage. But just like showing it, even on my Barbarian, being a dex roll, it was going to give 10,000 damage, which I, I didn't have like an awesome amulet. I do now, but... Um, I can, I'm leveling a demon hunter right now, and I'm excited to see what it'll do to a dex character when they're at level 60, if it doesn't sell. Because if it doesn't sell for a lot, I'm not going to sell it. I'll just use it. But that's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, that's way too good of a amulet to just let it um, go for a little bit. That's totally right. not worth it. So, Lantonio, what else have you been up to? Well, obviously I've been playing a lot of hardcore. I actually the help of JC Monkey, we pretty much did it together. He actually got there first. I'll give him the credit. But we decided to push He's a through machine, X4. By the way. Yeah. Well, I was ahead of him in Hardcore Inferno and 
He was getting a little distraught from not finding anything. Honestly, so was I. And he, he kind of went through the whole, you know what, I'm going to finish the rest of Hardcore Inferno, and if I die, I don't care. But obviously he ended up being good enough to not even get hurt for the most part with this Tempest Rush build. And he went and finished, and we both kind of recovered. We were trying to race through Act 4, but he did beat me through Act 4. And then um, he got to Diablo by the time I think I was at Silver Spire 2, and... He beat Diablo, so we went and then he came into my game and we beat Diablo together. And then I've, I've since made sure I could beat him by myself. But Diablo was by far one of the easiest bosses in Inferno. I mean, really, Belial is probably the hardest. And besides, for bosses, besides that, the champion packs are obviously much more difficult than the bosses. So if you can get to Diablo, I wouldn't be afraid to, you know, take him on. But. Yeah, so our first hardcore characters completed Inferno. Um, I'm Paragon level Congratulations. 13. Thank you. Paragon level 13. As of while I was waiting for you, I got from 12 to 13. Um, so we were looing a lot of Paragoning, obviously, um, Jamie and I. And we haven't really been finding any drops, so it's a long story short. I got some MF. I've found a few better things now and stuff and gotten a little bit higher, but... We decided to start rolling our alternate characters because we kind of want to get all of the characters into hardcore to level 60. And now that we've done it once, we're a little bit more apt to know how what we're doing. So we started Demon Hunters, and we got, I mean, I got mine, I think, to level 36, maybe even higher already. Wow. Um, this time around's a lot easier. We did it last night in about four hours. Um, got I did, at about noon today... Went through Act 1 Nightmare in like 40 minutes. The Demon Hunters are beasts. Um, might be a little squishier than I want to be, but the damage that they put out with ball lightning and sentries. I mean, I killed the Butcher in a half a second. And by the way, this is on MP5, so I could get better experience. I I'm pretty sure I could have done MP10 if I wanted to. I just, I'm a little squishy with the life. I got enough DPS, but I didn't want to, you know, test it too far. So that, that was fun. Um, let's see, what else have I been up to? I've kind of decided to not really go back to softcore. Um, almost. I'm not going to do nothing but hardcore. Like if patches come out and anything new content comes out, I'll probably use softcore to test it since I have guys. But unless I die with my Barb, because he's going to be my main character on hardcore, I probably won't go back to softcore much. I mean, really, I didn't think I'd feel this way but hardcore is really where it's at right now at least how the economy and stuff is right now it feels so much more rewarding i don't know if it's just my rng but i find so much better stuff in hardcore i feel like it's so much more rewarding it's way more fun at least it feels that way and just not having to you know mind numb yourself into not caring about anything when you know and having to watch yourself be careful and help people and actually think about what you're playing it does make the game a lot better so if anyone's complaining about being too easy you know i think hardcore it's not super hard anymore obviously but it, it still makes it's a lot harder than softcore so it makes it a lot more interesting um, the biggest thing the economy is awesome i mean i'm selling tomes of secrets for twenty-five thousand a piece i mean that's great as in I mean even if you're not finding anything while you're running you're making gold because you're being able to loot Toma Secrets every you know couple of seconds because of I'm assuming that's because of all the new crafting abilities mm -hmm. I didn't it was weird though because I went for a binge of not finding anything I got about uh, had about 350 MF added 
but I had to do the low levels like Act 1 and Act 2 because Act 3 with that much MF my gear wasn't good enough but now with my good gear I have about 150 MF that's including my Paragon and I'm starting to find it seems like a lot of legendaries last night within three games I found about six legendaries um, one was I think the Asperian amulet one was BK Solemn Vow I found an oculus ring I found um, a sever sword I found firewalkers a couple other ones I can't really remember exactly which ones I have to go look at my list because most of them are in the auction house because you might as well check the auction house if you can get five to six hundred thousand for something because three hundred thousand is pretty much the minimal for a level 60 uh, legendary seeing so the brimstones go for about three hundred thousand so you either brimstone for 300,000 and give your chance a amulet roll or you know you try to sell it for a little bit more if you want to wait but yeah I mean we've been doing the uh, dead and waiting crew stuff too uh, we did episode 2 which hopefully I'll be able to sit down and edit that and get that out soon too but everything's going real good we even got anybody who's listened to the old show we got saintly demon going a little bit more Mm-hmm. speaking of which um, <laughs> <laughs> poor Jesse yeah. Poor Jesse. Well, he thinks he talks too much, but I'm going to let him know on the show that he did just fine on the show. So, I mean, he might he might talk a little bit too much outside of the show. If <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> and we'll just leave that to speculation of people thinking about what he could have we could have been talking about in a private game night. But you'll have to come on Tuesday night if you want to hear what we're talking about. <laughs> but anyway, that, that's been really fun. I want to keep up the game nights. Um I actually had a question from one of our listeners and uh, someone we all know very well, Ruin Dune, asking, you know, oh, can I join in on the hard code? And I was like, yeah, I want you guys to know, I've, I've said it, uh, Dead and Waiting crew, whatever, that, that's just for fun and a name. The hardcore game nights on Tuesday nights are completely open to anyone in the community. Um, I record every other time, and if you're there, you're welcome to record with us. If you don't want to be recorded, just go to a different room and mumble. But yeah, anybody is available to come with, because I know Real said next week he wants to uh, hop in with us and I was like yeah you know be my guest and anybody at all it's a free free range open game night even Nevik showed up last time and I didn't even kick him out so I mean if I don't do that we're good yeah well I, I do believe <laughs> if you had kicked me out there might have been some, you know just a small repercussion from that just, just a little bit yeah just a little <laughs> no I mean I like Nevik too much for that anyway it's okay yeah we we, we had fun yeah it was a great night yeah, not a shred of that audio was usable for uh, the Don Forge <laughs> feed, but um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, if you want to be a part of that, you'll have to come to a game night. <laughs> but that's where the fun is all about. So, other than that, I think I think that's about it on my hardcore uh, stream. I'm just gonna keep on paragoning and keep on looking for good legendaries. Um, like I said earlier, I found the name, and I'm really hoping that sells for a lot, so I can build my barb a lot better. But um, oh yeah, speaking of amulets, one more thing. I did uh, get my first brimstone earlier when that Oculus ring had rolled really bad, so I brimstone it right away. My very first uh, amulet I did in hardcore, I did a, a strength amulet because I, I want, kind of want to get away from the EHP a little bit and get some more DPS, but I ended up getting a crit chance uh, deck. It had a little bit of dex, but it had a ton of strength, like 250 strength, um, 9 crit chance, I think 70 crit damage and it also had average damage so that uh, roll was awesome that gave me like 10,000 DPS so I went from about 
50,000 DPS with my best gear on to 60,000 DPS. So I'm pretty much rocking MP0 right now. And for the most part, I don't think my character, as long as I have control of him, can die anymore. So that's really good. So I'm hoping I can paragon the heck out of him so I can get him real high and get some easy MF and start making some more gold and hardcore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it seems like hardcore has totally, um, totally sucked us in. Yeah, so, it's great. <laughs> so, Jen, when are you going to start a hardcore character? <laughs> I don't know. I want to. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um, but I'm from the sound of it, I'm just going to want to play hardcore after that. And I haven't actually finished the game yet. So <laughs> I thought it might be a good idea to do that first to know what I'm going to head into, you know? Right. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but I do intend to, to do a hardcore character at some point. i um, not sure exactly when, but it's something I want to do. Hopefully soon. <laughs> um, I did get to play Diablo a couple of times. It's the only Blizzard game I'm playing right now, <laughs> if that matters to anyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, that's the only one I've been <laughs> playing. And I mean, I could have I could have played, you know, another one, but I, I didn't um, for whatever reason. But in any case, Sean and I were playing together, and so we play, like, I play my demon hunter named 37 after Error 37 from Launch Night, and he plays his barbarian whose name Smashes, which is perfect for a barbarian. And uh, we were in, like, the whole series of quests with Zoltan Cool for the longest time ever. <laughs> And we finally got past that. Um, we we uh, got to fight Belial, who I hate, as you all know. And uh, it took us three tries, but we got it. That's that's good. You'll continue yeah, to hate Belial. I mean, it just gets funner and funner as you go on. Oh, boy. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I made it sound horrible. Because, like, you know, Sean hasn't... He doesn't play as much as any of us do. And so this was his first time going through a Belial fight and he, he's only gone from what he's heard all of us talk about and me complain about you know mm -hmm. so uh, he's like yeah that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be or something like that and I'm like oh okay <laughs> but it took it did take three tries um, so we got through that we got into act three of normal which is big stuff because we've been in act two forever um, so that's a lot of fun he's liking that he was saying that the uh the keep and all that stuff is fun. I know we did the um, the fires. We have to light the fires. We did that. And then we did the one with the catapults. And I can't remember how far we got from there. And uh, we ran across a key warden. That's the first one I've seen in a game that I played with Sean. It's the second one I've seen in game ever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Thankfully, when you're not in Inferno, he doesn't do his... Uh, what is it... It's not it's a blizzard. Storm, pretty much. I think yeah. Called. Yeah, because that's a pain in the butt in Inferno, because <laughs> it hurts. It hurts bad. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get there eventually. But it was like the first one. I'm like, what is that? Oh my god, it's a keyboard. And I don't remember if it even dropped anything that good. I was just like, I found one. Look at that. <laughs> you know, so that was cool. They're pretty much the keywordens are treated as if they're a champion pack. So. Or. It's pretty neat though. Or an elite, unique, whatever. But um, yeah, I remember running into running into that exact same keyword in in, uh, in Act Three Nightmare, and I was like, oh man, I I really hope I really hope he doesn't kill me. And I was like, wait, he's wait, he's not doing his Frozen Storm thing. Oh, okay, he's a pushover. <laughs> so yeah, he didn't do anything too exciting. Um, 
but you know, I think it was the first one Sean had ever seen because I think it's the first one we've—I know it's the first one we've run into—and I don't think he's played otherwise. So that was kind of cool. And then the coolest part of the night, Lantonio came in and gave us presents, <laughs> which we're very thankful for. <laughs> that was lots of fun. That. Yeah, um, so my Demon Hunter has this awesome crossbow now. Well, awesome compared to, you know, she's still in normal mode, so I'm sure there's better things out there when you grow bigger. But, um, yeah, it's a target sanctum, and it's um, it's a one-hand, because I like playing with two one-handed crossbows, and it's just awesome. So <laughs> yeah, I just really happened fun. to see that you and Sean were on, and I'm like, okay, these two are never on, so I'm going to use this opportunity to, to bring presents. So I went and got, just, I just went to the auction house and bought like the best one that was available for your level and brought it over a couple of things. And I know Sean had, I don't know what level he was, but he has a white uh, armor plate on. So I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, so I brought him an armor plate and her a crossbow. I was like, all right, here you go. I've done my duty for it. done my good deed for the day. I'm out of here. Yeah, you, that was so cool. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, so cool. Yeah, I saw um, we were in we were in the, the keep, um, you know, repairing and all that stuff. And I Antonio pops up with, hey, you know, I got some presents for you. I'm like, oh, my God, so cool. I think you were saying it was Christmas in March. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, something. I got Christmas presents. <laughs> Yeah, it was I think so I remember Ten Tensor was with you guys, or someone was with you guys. And yeah, it was yep. Tensor. He just <laughs> popped in like right before that, and I think we were like almost done for the night at that point. So, but it was like, yay, you know, big best part of that night. Um, that was really cool. Christmas and in March. Christmas I even put March. some flawless mm -hmm. square emeralds in, or flawless square rubies in that weapon for her, so that she could have some extra average damage. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Like that's so cool. You know? <laughs> so that that made my night. It was Christmas in March here at the Nevik household. We watched uh, the SpongeBob Christmas, the claymation one. Oh my goodness, so good. Anyways, is that what put you to sleep tonight? No, I could have been. No. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, so yeah. So moving on, um, I did get to play my barbarian, and she was in act four of nightmare last time we left off i hit 50 with the help of tensor so big thank you tensor for helping me out it was really early in the morning and i was quite tired and i thought well i'm just gonna try to i really want to finish act three and you know let's see if i can or act four is in act four um and I was like, I just want to get through. I don't know if I'll make it. But once Tensor came in, that was a done deal because he just plowed over everything. It was great. <laughs> you know? um, so that was fun. I hit level 50. I know last time we were talking about you have to be level 50 to get into hell. Mm -hmm. right? So I hit that and um, we headed towards Diablo. And there's, you know, Tyrael standing there and he's got a little thing that, you know, the little thing that appears, a star appears above his head, says he's got things to say, you know. <laughs> And I'm like, hold on, I need to talk to him for the achievement. So I talked to Tyrael and I got the It's Just Us achievement, where you get everything that he's said, all of his conversations. And that's the one I needed to complete in order to get the Now I've Heard Everything achievement. So I got that. That was fun. Oh. <laughs> I've been trying to get that for a while. So got that one. Don't have to look for little conversations anymore. Um, so that was pretty cool. I also got, uh, I think it's Elitist Bubble or something. It's like 1,500 Elite packs or something to that effect and then we went and killed Diablo very very quickly <laughs> just very quickly it was so much fun um, so that was pretty cool and so that means my Vibrarian is finally ready to start Hell yes. just in time for Easter hooray yep. yeah. mm -hmm. awesome so, yeah so I'm looking forward to you know playing around in Hell 
and uh, see how that goes. I've heard it gets harder. So, Definitely um, does. Yeah, so it should be a lot of fun. And that's why I'm not playing hardcore, because I, I figure if I start a hardcore character right now, and it's as much fun as you guys are saying it is, will I get back to finish the game with the Barbarian, you know? Well, <laughs> so, yeah. if you so, were playing your hardcore character late at night, or early in the morning, um, mm -hmm. you, you might be so bleary-eyed that uh, you... <laughs> It may may not be advisable to play hardcore because you need to be yeah. you need to be attentive. Yeah, you do also have to survive in hardcore, so you might want to uh, like that's part of the fun. <laughs> I don't know if I die how much I like hardcore. You know, what I mean, I haven't died. I haven't, right, I haven't lost right. any any hardcore characters other than a a nobody that we did a that one game night with that Nevik and I did that one game night with that meant nothing. But I've never lost a hardcore character, so I've never had to hate hardcore for any reason. At least not in Diablo three. But mm -hmm. you were saying real quick about those achievements, and it reminded me we actually got a cool achievement, me, Jamie, and someone that I met through him named um, Iron Bravo, and he's a really cool person. And I directed him to listen to the show, so hopefully he gets a chance to hear this. But he helped us. We ended up getting the Bash and Ishu achievement. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. We, we were in Inferno doing Looking for Keys in Act 2 and, and Hardcore, and... Uh, we saw Bashiak, and he's like, oh, oh no, I, I'm pretty sure I got one of them blades on one of my characters. And he went through, I swear, all ten of his characters before he finally found it. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Just, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, he, he found it, and he we all got the achievement, and he showed us how to do it. And he it was, it was pretty cool, because I know I, I thought something like, me, find a specific item, and then find a specific monster... Yeah, that probably never happened. So that was pretty cool. We got the Bash and Ishu achievement. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna have to go try that at some point because I have the uh, I have the sword sitting in my stash doing nothing. So I guess that's what it's for. Yeah, supposedly um, some of the swords may be bugged out so that they won't actually trigger the achievement. Which oh no. Yeah, uh, yeah. Iron, um, Iron Bravo, who had talked about that, and supposedly it was a fix. It was fixed so that all the legacy and the new ones and whatever they all work, I guess now. Oh, we well, were talking about that. They do. I don't know. That's what he said because he said like, yeah, I think I had it one time before and it didn't work because it was broken. But now they did a patch and then it works or something. So oh, well, surprising there, that you brought that up. There we go. Hopefully. And where do you find Bashiak again? He's in uh, the Dolger. Oasis of Act Two. Oh, okay. Yeah, and All so right. is Rakanishu. Yeah. So. Um, Bashiak is a super rare spawn. So, yeah, I've never, ever, ever encountered him. Of course, you know, most of my farming runs have ever either been in Act One or Act Three. So, yeah, who knows? So, um, let's move into our community feedback section but before we do i did want to mention our sponsor which is audible you can go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get a free audiobook along with your free audiobook you will get a 30-day free trial and that will grant you access to digital versions of the new york times and wall street journal uh you will also have the ability to participate in many many of their special offers that they offer their their um, members and say you pick an audiobook and you don't quite like it they have their um what, what did i it's the great listen guarantee or something like that I, yeah that's it that's it yeah mm -hmm. you can exchange it no questions asked for another audiobook within one calendar year of your 
quote-unquote purchase of it. So there you go. There's basically no risk involved. So go to bit.ly slash sspbook today and get your audiobook of, of your choosing. So we have a bunch of tweeters again. I'll go ahead and take care of these since uh, since I feel like I... Well, actually, you know what, Brasia? You, you've been awfully quiet, so we'll have Brasia do the tweeters. Ooh, me and the tweeters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, first we'll start off with CKR Tech and Diablo. You play for 10 hours and say, it's a while. At Lantonio, D2 Gaming Night number one, man speaks the truth. Yeah, it's a quote from Lantonio from that Gaming Night. <laughs> um, second one's from Shano at Shattered Soulstone. Wanted to add the audio from this clip to the end of Shattered Soulstone 35, but no way it could be made into a Dawn Forge safe. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a clip with Silent Bob and... and yep. Yeah, Jay. it's Jay and Silent Bob, and <laughs> they're discussing <laughs> movies, kind of, mm-hmm. sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nothing, uh, nothing clean with that one for Don Forge. No. He said he was counting like how many times he'd have to edit it out, and just went, "This ain't gonna work." Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, next one's also from Shano. You go that Shattered Stone at Don Forge, because you hear Illinois and Illinois in the clip. <laughs> Fun fact: I grew up near. McHenry, Illinois. Oh, reference in the clip. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're killing me. Uh, I guess Brady should have been here last time. He would have been on my side. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I grew Illinois. up there. You don't pronounce the S. It's Illinois. You know, I was actually anyway. sitting and thinking about that. I don't think I've ever pronounced it with the S in my life, other until that time. Just so that it could happen, like, make oh. you guys crazy. I just reading it fast and did it, and I really can't think of a time I've ever said Illinois over Illinois. Oh well, you just said it again, so yeah, but just to make you happy. Oh, <laughs> it just makes me cringe. It's just like, oh, that's just not the way to say it. Yeah, it's okay. It's kind of like up here. Like the, we don't say the R's. We go. Like the feeling I get when I see you guys on Wow, you know. <laughs> 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 Will it make you feel ill and noise? Uh, <laughs> it bothers me about as much as how people pronounce Spanish out here. I'm just like, no, that's not it, no. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Oh, so everyone speaks yeah. Spanish like I speak French. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, to all my friends out there. Awesome. Well, the next tweet we have is from Tadasink. And said, thanks a million for mentioning me in your podcast. Love you all. Aw, thanks, Tata. Yeah, and speaking of Tata Sinke, um, he did uh, another edition of his new Tristam News. We'll include a link in our show notes so that you can go check it out. It's a, basically a compilation of Diablo and or Blizzard News, which um, we might... There, there might be this new game called Hearthstone that... Uh, I, I may be checking out at some point in the future when it's available. So, yeah. Anyways, carry on. That's Diablo, right? Sure. Diablo for the iPod. Yeah. You know, you you use your <laughs> you use your Hearthstone to return to town. Oh damn! That town's portal. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> nice try, though. Next was uh, our man himself, Medros, saying "Whoa," and then he had the link to Hearthstone for all of us. 
No, it's uh. No. It's no. Not, no. It's Tyrael's sword. Oh. It's this amazing picture that someone actually like made. Like it's huge, huge, amazing sword. All the details. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I was actually a little bummed oh, that yeah, it that wasn't cool. real metal. <laughs> No, that, that thing would is take awesome. so long to do, though. I know, but it would be even more impressive, and it would be so heavy, nobody would be able to swing it as a weapon. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to hang it on your wall either and take down you know, part of your wall if it was that heavy. <laughs> but you'd need like beautiful. a whole like metalworking lab to make that out of metal. Yeah, you'd have to have some really big bolts and drill them th through some really big studs in your walls. But yeah. It's it, a nice looking sword, though. It really is. Yeah, sorry. Uh, wrong link I was looking at. But that's okay. Uh, next tweet we have is from the real French. Real J. French. Sorry there, Jesse. Saintly Demon. Goes at Nevek, at CKR Tech, at GC Monkey D3, and at Antonio. Excited about Death and Waiting released today. Hope you edited me smart, Antonio. Yeah, it was hard, but I think I got there at least most of the way. It's... Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to put it this way. You know, Lantonio is an amazing guy, but he's no miracle worker. <laughs> oh. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. And I, I do believe uh, JC Monkey um, replied to that tweet, which I didn't include in, in our show notes, and corrected Saintly Demon saying, hey, it was dead and waiting, not death and waiting. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think the reason why we all thought it was Death and Waiting is in the show, I swear, I said, did you say Death and Waiting? And he thought I said Dead and Waiting back to him. And he right, said, yeah. And he said, yeah, and then we all got confused. And whatever, it's Dead and Waiting. That's, that's how it is. And yeah. Yep. Speaking, speaking of Dead and Waiting, um, I'm, I'm going to have to apologize to Jesse. We've all been pretty mean to him about being the, the first character to die, if you all don't know by now. <laughs> we were, I, I, I kind of think he's sad about it a little bit. I mean, me and uh, Jamie have been talking about it. He seems a little down. I'm just going to tell you, Jesse, you'll, you'll get back there. You're already doing great with your uh, wizard. Yeah. Though he said in the first episode that, you know, making fun of a wizard and that now he's playing a wizard. But we won't talk about that anymore. <laughs> but I'm so amazing, okay. I amaze myself. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Wizards are great. Jesse, you, you, picked, you picked the right class this time. Just be careful. You're still squishy, but not quite as squishy as a demon hunter, so be careful. Our next tweet from E.G. Ace Fisher 1. Alright, serious question time. Start a new monk or demon hunter in Diablo 3? And he asked a lot of us for advice. Yeah, he, he directed this tweet at, um, well, Ivarwin and Mr. LeBeau and Dungeon Crawler Podcast and, and our Shattered Soulstone podcast, but um, Varwin dropped out of uh, Diablo off the record like pretty early on. So, and I don't know if Varwin's actually even still playing Diablo, but um, go with Demon Hunter. Go with Demon Hunter. They're so much fun. Uh, go you with your hardcore <laughs> play with Monk if you're gonna go softcore play with Demon Hunter. Is what I would say. Cause I'm doing probably, the Demon Hunter uh, right now. Yeah, and it's squishy, and I just hope I get to sixty because once I get there, I don't even think I'm gonna play Inferno with her. Yeah, and Ace Fisher, uh, Mistress Lebeau hasn't played Diablo in quite a long time. I have her on my uh, my um, battle tag list, and uh, Dungeon Crawler no longer exists. Sadly, I I miss that podcast, but 
you know, we at, at least we have, um, we have what, uh, my goodness, I'm totally tripping. Sibco's Red Team Gaming, their State of Diablo 3 YouTube cast, which is sort of on YouTube, or sort of on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. I meant sort of on iTunes. <laughs> and then uh, we also have Dreads. Um, he, he does his own series. And you can find his stuff at DiabloExpressions.com. So, yeah. Just spreading the love. Whole lots of love. Well, next tweet is from Zesty1986. Great hardcore gaming night podcast. Be proud, guys. No dead space. None at all. Of fun. <laughs> yeah. Anybody breathe the entire time? Oh, yeah. There, there were lots of silences. Just... Antonio was really eager to get rid of all the silence. <laughs> I wanted it to flow was my idea. I didn't really think at all. You know how much time I probably would have saved if I didn't do that? I probably oh, spent yeah. four to six hours doing that edit my first time, you know, and I probably gonna, the next one's probably going to take me an hour. Yeah, that's a first-time mistake kind of thing. So now oh, you've done it, and that. you'll be better. You know what? Sean, you didn't warn me. That, that's I'm just gonna lay it on you. There you go. He was my teacher. <laughs> oh come on now. I guess he figured you'd figure that out maybe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I told him I'm a newbie. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's how you learn to edit. You make a lot of mistakes and then you go, okay, I'm not gonna do that again, and then you're. Well, we'll see how good the next one is if I ever get it done. Well, at, at a certain point, as um, our good friend Fimless has you know said many many times you know early on you were super on editing everything out you're editing out all the ums and uhs and and you know you're you're editing out all of the awkward silences and everything and it takes you you know three hours to edit something that that only ends up being 15 20 minutes and then then at a certain point you're like ah oh, you know whatever and you, you just add the <laughs> tags and then you're done yeah, for sure. <laughs> I should just like leave it open and go make sure there ain't any swears and bleep those out, and then and then you know that that's good enough. Yep. <laughs> don't don't worry, folks. We will never go explicit with this podcast, even though I can be quite explicit on Twitter, as a uh, Chris, aka CKR Tech, made mention of the uh, the other night. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that one. I'm like, yep, can't read that tweet on a Don Ford show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I have a potty yeah. mouth. I tend to swear on podcasts too, so I'm surprised I haven't gone off on this one yet. <laughs> so we have two tweets left. You guys are such deviants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the last two tweets are both from Marine Blade. First one is at Shattered Stone. I haven't played since a month after launch. Back playing now, and my oh my, is it? Way better. Yeah. Massively better. Hmm. I have to agree with him, too. Uh, then the last one from Marine Blade is Shatterstone, been listening to the old episodes to catch up. Thanks for the three day marathon. Oh my goodness. I enjoyed it every moment. <laughs> Love the. Oh, something's been removed. <laughs> yeah, something has <laughs> been removed. What could it be? <laughs> no, don't what? say it. <laughs> going be the naked zombie turkeys. Yeah. Uh, so, folks, um, I, 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 I think the um, 
RRW has run its course, and uh, we're we're going to put a moratorium on it. I I know that oh. might make some of you sad, but you 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 know where where we'd want to say it. So you know when, whenever you have that feeling, you know just take a sip from your glass of wine. So that yeah, there we go. You're welcome, real and Medros, just in case. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we have an we have an email. So Lantonio, would you care to read this one? Sure. This email is from Rev, and he says basically there are basically there was an exploit where you could know what someone's max bid was using another account. You could make someone pay the maximum amount for that item. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I should have included the uh, title, the subject of his email. It was in regards oh. to um, the auction house uh, changes. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was kind of, it seemed like it went right into it. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he continues. Muldren explains in this YouTube video and called it the AH Max Bid Exploit. And there's a link to that YouTube video. And then he says, thanks for the great show, Rev. Yeah. So, Brasia, um, in, in our last episode, I, I don't know if you caught up, caught up on that or not, but um, there was a change to the auction house bidding system. It's now using, what was it, the Vicray auction system? Um, do you have any familiarity with that? No. Oh, okay. Aww. Wow. <laughs> All we talked about last time was, oh, Brazier was here. He would totally explain it. He would know everything. Brazier's answer is no. Nope. <laughs> the Vic Ray? Well, totally at least he's honest. Totally monotone. <laughs> totally no expression in his voice. Yeah. But but that does bring up... Um, thank you, Rev, for your email, because that actually made me think of something. I was like, I was like wait, what? And then I, I came to the realization, if you had two accounts for Diablo mm-hmm. 3, you could easily force people to pay their maximum bids and you know if if for whatever reason you push it over and then nobody else bids on it then you're only out the auction house cut because you know that gold is going to your other account and then you just transfer it back or whatever so yeah it, it's i'm glad that they made that change in that case i didn't even think of that and you know me i i like to think about almost everything but this one slipped by yep Nev fail again. Well, I mean, that, that that's something similar to what some gold makers do in World of Warcraft. And it's, they'll take multiple accounts or multiple characters and they'll post up something and make it artificially inflate prices. Right. Like thinking, oh, somebody buys it. Well, really, nobody is buying it. Right. I mean, that used to happen a lot more when it was only Auctionator working the auction house instead of having an online now, you know, posting of auctions where you can watch that but I mean this is you know it's kind of using the same kind of tactic right yeah. shady shady at best yeah because I well in wow you could actually do it on one account because you could just use alts um, to yeah kind of like influence or you know but it's hard to corner the market in wow it, you know it, it takes a lot of effort to corner a market and then you know inflate prices so there's effort, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I think the whole thing that was going on with the auction house previous to this change was slightly more um, reprehensible, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so... But, yeah. So, thanks, Brasia. I'm, I feel enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, um, if... Brasia, did, did you actually listen to episode 35? Um, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so in our last in our last episode, um, Antonio and I, we, we, did, we didn't get into the, uh, this forum post by forum user Gosu um, titled The Salvation of Diablo 3, A Guide by Gosu. And it was incredibly super long. And I kind of wanted to go into it a little bit more because there were some interesting ideas presented in it. And um, so, some of it was addressed with the itemization blog that Travis Day, you know, came out with couple days maybe a week after gosu's post and he travis day actually posted a response in that original thread and um yeah what was it a crit um i ah you know what i'm not even gonna look it up but travis day decided to be a little to be a little cute at the end of his response but anyways um so gosu then posted uh, a follow-up which included the entirety of his first form post so um, we're going to include a link to that, and I think we're just going to, you know, kind of cherry pick a few ideas, a few things that we wanted to talk about from this post, um, because if we were to go into, you know, line by line, well, maybe not line by line, but in uh, section by section, this show would inflate to at least three or four hours, and I don't think any of us wants to do that, and I don't think any of you want to listen to that. But with that, yeah, be this guy wrote a thesis basically on this. There's so many words. Yeah, he's and that's coming from me, and I write all the time, and this is a lot of words. Yeah, he uh, in a paragraph he stated that it took him about the better part of three weeks and a hundred hours um, to write. Oh my god! To write the original form post. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, there's a lot to read. There, there's a lot of interesting ideas, and. What, what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, cherry pick a few ideas here and there. And then if you, the listener, wants to go into, you know, a much greater detail and discuss individual ideas that he presents or even present your own ideas or respond to some of the ideas, you know, we have our we have our forums that Lantonio set up. So you can go to our forums and discuss it there and discuss it with other listeners that that way, you know, it. If it floats your boat, you can you can go there and do that, and Lanterna and I will certainly be participating in any discussion that occurs there. And in case you forgot where you can find the forums, it's really easy. You just go to our blog, ChatteredSoulStone.com, and then there's a link at the top of the page and also in the sidebar. So, uh, and that will open up a new link. I I always like to do that when you're redirecting a user to a separate web page to open up a new window. So if you have an ad block possibly or pop-up blocker it might block it so you may have to enable your allow pop-ups so there we go so um yeah uh basically i oh yep there it is the tldr from travis day was travis has crit ghosty with a wall of text for one billion damage thank you to whoever put that in there <laughs> Thanks, Lantonio. You're the best. <laughs> so, um, okay. It's the warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, so, uh, Gosu, at, in his original forum post, um, I, I want to bring this up just so that people, in case, in case you, your eyes glaze over just from the length of his forum post, he did 
make sure that he stated this. He said, before I start, I also want to want it to be known that I enjoy Diablo 3 and don't feel it is a bad game in the slightest. Quite the opposite, actually. I think it is a fine and enjoyable game. I do, however, feel that it falls quite short of its potential. So that, that kind of, you know, puts... It prefaces all of his ideas because it's he he does get kind of critical of a lot of different things May, uh, the biggest the biggest two which um easily is itemization and um character build variety and uh they kind of go hand in hand sort of because if you have better itemization that can open up new opportunities for uh build variety you know for them to be effective essentially and um so yeah there, there's a lot in there um, the other thing that, uh, the one major thing that, um, Gosu in his follow-up post, in regards to Travis Day was putting in, uh, some ideas of legendaries that basically take a somewhat useless skill or a skill that nobody uses right now and makes them amazing. So, he responded with, this thought. Last thing you want to do to this game is to fix terrible skills by forcing players to equip an item before they would have any desire to use them. All that does is say to a player, hey, this skill is really bad and can't be used properly unless you have this item. And I kind of agree with that because um, there, there are skills out there that kind of do suck. You know, like, I, I mean, the 300th spear is a good example of, you know, weapon throw, not too useful on its own, but with the 300th spear, it's actually usable. Um, but I don't have a problem with that, you know? I, I don't have a problem with relying on a specific item to make a build work, because you more or less kind of had that in Diablo 2, so I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. How do you feel about that? You more or less have to kind of do that anyway, because with let's say a CM with for instance if you don't have AP on crit you can't do that so right. you have to have AP on crit gear it's just whatever gear you have to do you have to have this much crit damage it's kind of already doing that I mean yeah it's just in the form of affixes instead of straight up um, this does this you know yeah but um so Jen Brazier did you have time to go through any of it I mean it's really long. I I read a lot of it, but it's like information overload. Yeah, you know? exactly. As, especially yeah. if, if, and I, I don't mean this to sound derogatory, <laughs> at, in any kind of way. It's just that your frame of reference for a lot of these ideas and changes, um, like, how do I want to put this? Or how I, I'm trying to put the words together so that it makes sense what I'm about to say. Your frame of reference isn't complete yet because you haven't gotten into Inferno and experienced a lot of these ideas that he's presented. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And the other problem is a lot of it is numbers, and I have right. just a really hard time comprehending numbers because, I'm, you know, yay, learning disabilities. But um, So, you know, you throw a bunch of stats at me with numbers, and it's I, I'm not going to know what that means in terms of, like, how to adapt looking at that into something I can understand in the game, you know? But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the there were two major things that I I pulled out, and I meant to go through more in depth, but I ran out of time, fell asleep. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, 
Hey, I barely slept last night, folks. I don't know why. It's just it was one of those weird nights. But anyways, um, the two things. Uh, now, I don't quite agree with this point. He says that the game lacks challenge, and he he loved Belial in Inferno prior to all the nerfs. Um, and it's not because he wants challenge in the form of HP levels and damage that the monsters deal, a la the monster power system. Even though that's been one of the biggest and best changes that they've made so far but he wants he wants challenge that uh requires more um situational awareness or you know environmental awareness you know such as belial or even the butcher fight is a good example of you know oh hey the floor is on fire i should move out of this otherwise i'm going to die and you know they did a really good job with butcher and belial and then asmodon sorta and then Diablo, not so much. <laughs> I I kind of feel like Diablo was like the anticlimax of of the game in terms of you know boss battles, but yeah, well, I mean the fire that he does and the blood uh, that Asmodan does doesn't feel like they're very strong at all. But it, I mean I I do actually agree that in like the one point two days in the beginning vanilla days that like that fire on Diablo was way more difficult and you had to run out of it to survive but yeah now i mean when i beat belial in hardcore i kind of felt like oh well now asmodan and diablo just gotta get to him you know, right I, I feel like belial should be the end boss almost you know and I, I guess maybe that's what he's trying to say how the other one so diablo should be to me diablo should be the toughest guy in the game i mean tougher than a champion pack tougher than uh, you know, a, a lesser boss, especially being supposedly the primeval. Right. He, he should he should have been insanely hard, especially in Inferno, even at MP zero. You know. Yeah. So. But who knows? May, maybe we'll see an Uber Diablo that will, you know, be worth it. One idea that I really loved that, that and I pulled, made sure that I pulled this out was uh, he wants repeatable events kind of like ubers but not require you know keys just to require like demonic essences to activate which are as he put it nearly impossible to solo i don't quite agree with that but becomes substantially easier with more players and he kind of feels that that's a better way to go about it just to encourage group play and you know that's great that's awesome you know group play is amazing but to penalize the single player, you know, and there's a lot of people out there who prefer to play solo, you know, just they they have more control and say they have a little kid, you know, they if if they're playing in a group, they can't pause the game. But if they're playing solo, you know, just hit escape and then tend to your kid or whatever. So there's that. So, Bridget, what, what, what do you think about the challenge level? Because you're in Inferno. Oh, I mean, I like the challenge a lot. I think they went a big step with the monster power, changing that. Uh, I understand that you know he's talking about the environment, and I think that was one of the things I liked when I first started to see bosses like the Butcher, because I noticed right away it wasn't like Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 where the environment's there, but it doesn't really act with you. And it felt like, oh, wow, you know, I actually have to move out of the way. It's almost kind of like having a mini boss fight like you would have in an MMO or something of that sort where you know you had to be aware of environmental changes. I, I like that personally. I think that kind of adds more action to an action to a role-playing game. Yeah. And um, 
you you could also kill uh, um, uh, Mephisto. Wow, I, I don't know why I was tripping over Mephisto's name. You could kill Mephisto and not be in any kind of danger. You know, just be across that moat and drop meteors or firewalls on him. Exactly, because he just stood there and took it. Yep, yeah. He would just stand there. Yeah. Take it like a boss. I wish the only thing I, I wish about bosses is that you didn't have to be... If you were ahead of the quest, you could still go re-roll that boss. Mm-hmm. Like you could in Diablo 2. Um, I just... I don't like you start a heart of a sin game and then you can't go fight Gome, you know? Why not? I just don't see why they just don't have that available to go fight the older bosses too cuz I mean that's what you don't want to go through the entire game to do a full, you know, run of, you know, the loot bosses and stuff. You know, then you know you can can loot bosses instead of elites if you want to. I guess that would be fun. Yeah. Well, a- as I said on Tuesday night, I pretty much uh, I, I don't feel like this is going out on a limb or anything. I I can pretty safely say, almost with 100% certainty, that at some point we will have an open farm mode where you'll have right. all the waypoints and all the bosses will be up. And they'll basically, that, that will probably be Inferno only. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, I, I, think, I think we're just maybe one or two, maybe an expansion away from that becoming reality. Yeah, that'd be really that'd be really great. Yeah, and then the other thing that I pulled in was itemization and I don't know how much I really want to go into this because um itemization, you know, we had the itemization blog and then we also have the dev- developer Q&A, which well, you know, what, we'll just tie it all in together. But we'll go with that. Um the the one thing that Gosu brought up is he wants weapon types to have some, you know, meaning, essentially. Um, he, I just pulled a couple of examples. Uh, he put in, you know, like axes would inherently just increase bleed damage, and then spears would inherently grant um, increased projectile range with your with your skills and stuff like that. And it would actually also increase projectile skill damage, but you know that's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, the the developer Q&A, uh, we, we got the itemization, they, they did round two, which was solely focused on itemization, and we got part one of the answers. Um, Lantonio, did you see anything there that, that you saw that was neat? I actually, I read it, I'm trying to think exactly what I saw, um, I just read it right before the show, actually. Isn't that where they talked about uh, having the ethereal boots on them? Like where you could press it with the affixes? Or was that still on Gosu's stuff? You know what? This link that I put in the show notes isn't linking me directly to the answers. Oh my goodness. This is horrible. This is total show fail right now. Oh my goodness. Let let, let me pull it up. Um, meanwhile, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. And... Um, PAX East started today, and uh, some people were able to get some hands-on with Diablo 3 on the PlayStation 3. Uh, there was a sizzle reel put out for Diablo 3, and um, man, I really want to be able to do an evade roll. And although I really want that evade roll, there was something in there that I was like, wait, what? They changed the the perspective that you get on the Blyle fight. I was like, wait, that looks weird. (laughs) 
because it's um, in this is more of a console thing if you've ever played a third-person action game uh, the camera t typically is not in the isometric locked fixed position it normally floats behind the character so as you're um, going from one end of Belial's platform to the other it's actually rotating in real time <laughs> and I was like wow that looks weird but cool and now I want that in Diablo 3 as well PC version or at least the evade roll that would be pretty cool I, I guess nobody's with me on this I'm just trying to visualize it you know I'm all alone out on this boat in the middle of a lake <laughs> the lake and I'm wondering why they didn't put that in the original game then or is it something inherent to PlayStation well it's kind of a console gaming kind of thing um, the camera position as well as the if you're playing an action game to be able to dive and evade out of the out of the way of attacks and it doesn't look like it actually moves you any faster than you would normally but um, it still looks really cool <laughs> all, right. all right you started uh, sorry you started um, roboting and then I got booted off the call there for a second Ooh. oh welcome back oh my well, it sounds like Lantonio is having issues with his ISP tonight. Sorry about that. Oh, it's okay. We all get performance anxiety every now and then. What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> I was off for a minute. I have a pill for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, been, boy. Uh, we were talking about the PlayStation and the um, way that the camera angle looks a bit different because of console gaming. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't watched uh, the pack stuff on that yet. I gotta do that after the show. Forgot about that. So, yeah. Um, okay, so let's pull it back to the itemization and ask the devs Q&A. Um, we're not gonna go over absolutely everything because uh, our, our dear listeners, I know you can read, so if you haven't already checked it out, which I'm pretty sure most of our listeners have, unless you're just a very casual, you know, um, Diablo player, in which case our podcast probably is everything you need. But, um, <laughs> because we're so casual about everything and we'd like to have fun. That's the important thing. But, um, I, the one really cool thing that I saw confirmed, and I know, Lanterno, you also had similar concerns about this, was um, with all the legendaries being able to drop it in and for, well basically they'd be able to drop at any point from where they would originally start to drop they would roll with the stats based on the act, item level yeah or the monster level yeah which means you could have a leoric signet roll in inferno i level 63 with i level 63 base stats and affixes so it'd be pretty cool yeah, it'd be nice instead of having a level 17 rank. Yeah, it would be. Because then you wouldn't have to sacrifice DPS for increased leveling efficiency. I snapped out of it a little bit, too. I remember what I was um, liking when I read the, the dev questionnaire. and we, we talk about adding sockets all the time and how they said that they originally were going to let us have sockets. And when I read that, I was kind of kind of disappointed, but kind of glad, too. Because, yeah, I, I don't want every single open socket weapon to to be you know pretty much worthless because you can socket anything but it looks like there might be a future add socket for 
possibly. Yeah, possibly. Somewhere down the line, which will be nice. I'm just hoping they make it either a compound, the item to do it, if you can... Because that's a huge upgrade. I mean, if you've got a, an Echoing Fury that's absolutely perfect outside of the open socket, and you open socket, it's going to go from a, you know, what, a 5 million weapon to a 500 million weapon. Exactly. So, I mean, if obviously, if you can do that without any consequence... You know, that's going to ruin the economy even more. So I'm hoping it's like a really big item sink or something if you, if they do that. Yeah, and Wyatt Chang, and there w this was actually a question was, where is my ad socket? I very much want to know this too. And uh, they, they had it in the game early on, but then they felt like with it in there, um, it became you know, a necessity to socket everything that you find. And they, they didn't feel like it added gameplay value. And I was like, well, okay, all right, you know. But, you know, that that hasn't stopped, you know, World of Warcraft from doing away with enchanting. So you, you have to enchant everything that you pick up in World of Warcraft if it's worth using, so why not add the socket? But then, again, that presents balancing problems because, you know, emeralds, you know, are so egregiously game-breaking in, you know, late game. I mean, you can you can easily go from 100k, well, not even that, you can go from, you know, 30 to 40k DPS to 200 200k DPS if, if you have a really good damage roll, an open socket, and some crit damage on top of that. Or you just have a Manticore drop with two open sockets, but... You know, it's it's like I can I can see both sides of the argument, but I still want my ad socket. I can't wait to see what they're talking about. There was a little bit of hint of different types of socketables outside of the gems, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I'm kind of wondering what they're gonna do. Hopefully, maybe them skulls will come into play. Mm -hmm. That would be nice. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else. Maybe runes. That'd be great. Have some more rune words like we did back in D2. I don't even care if they're rune words, but. Even a rune that just does certain things would be kind of cool to have. Yeah. One of the other things I liked uh, in that development blog was the fact that they're actually discussing ways to allow players to change their equipment a little bit, whether it's, you know, take down stats in one thing and add that stat to another area, or even using gem socket um, to create uh, or use gems that you find that give certain affixes to it mm -hmm. and I like those ideas I, I think that would be a way to, to allow items that are probably close to garbage to actually being good yeah, or, it, yeah. It, it sounds like reforging except not quite the, yeah, it does. not quite the headache that, that you have in WoW playing the reforge shuffle you know like oh hey I just got this new piece of gear and oh it's going to drop me below hit cap and now I got to reforge everything <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking about my amulet that I made uh, last night where I get everything good on my amulet except I got on a barbarian, I got an extra 160 dexterity on top of it. Where if I could try to reroll that to a, like, a vit, that would be amazing. Yes. But I don't know if I want, if that'll just take too much out of it, you know, because the, then it'll be less times I'm having to do it and more stuff available on the auction house to hurt the economy more. You know, I want this to be a sink, so I don't I don't really like... I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to be able to re-roll, but I don't know. I want them to find a different way of doing it. Yeah, well, um, 
abrasion, Jen. Well, maybe not Jen quite as much. Sorry, Jen. Aww. <laughs> well, you, no, I know. I'm like way far behind everybody else. No, well, else in this I, game, I'm talking I more about from the per, the point of view from World of Warcraft with the with the reforging system there, where um, basically you take a third of a secondary stat and you'll decrease that secondary stat by the third, and that third will then be added to a secondary stat that isn't already present on the item. Yeah, I haven't done that. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, the way that works, it also depends on your class and WoW, whether mm -hmm. it actually takes a certain um, secondary stat and makes that even more powerful than you know, your, one of your main stats. Yeah, and there are a ton and of that, secondary that can stats happen. in WoW. But Diablo doesn't have that situation. Right. It, Diablo's problem is just overly reliant to randomization of gear. Yeah, in reliant I mean, on... the itemization itself. And that's one of the other things that um, was pointed out uh, by Gosu it, that really most of the other problems stem from the fact that the itemization has been so all over the place. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, the auction house is one big area that I thought I completely agree with Gosu on that was that. It has taken an, an, a good idea in the auction house um, and having that available like realm-wide, those kind of things, to just monstrosity of mess, basically, because of the fact that you know, you're sorting through all this stuff and most of it's junk or, you know, you won't even know if that's it's worth it or not. It's hard to judge how the auction house is maintaining value for certain items because there's a bunch of items that just don't seem to have value, but they still sell. Right. It's very strange. I almost wish, but don't wish, that you could only put uh, one item, or maybe two even, on the auction house instead of ten. I just, you know, I thought, you see so much garbage on the auction house, I always thought that, why would people waste their spots, you know, having only ten? But maybe ten is too much when people have twenty different accounts or something, too. But... I'd rather see it have maybe only one auction house implemented at a time that might help the inflation of people putting up so much garbage on there mm -hmm. and leaving so much stuff in the system. Yeah, I remember before the game started we were, that this whole situation came up where people were complaining, you only get to have 10 posts at one time. Yeah. And good thing, because, I mean, it's just imagine how bad it would be. Yeah, yeah, good thing. It's already overloaded. I mean, you shouldn't be allowed to even put whites on the auction house. Really, uh, that... What is the point of that? That you shouldn't allow it whatsoever. I don't even think blue <laughs> should be allowed on the auction. But then again, you know, maybe at some point <laughs> far down the road, they'll give us something to do with white items. Right. Well, you're gonna find enough of those That's that you still true, yeah. on the auction house. And if you could just find those, those seem like they're the easiest thing to find. Why would you put the easiest thing to find on the auction house? Yeah. I mean, making a hundred gold on the auction house is. Yeah, and you know, we're now at the point with so. the economy that. You know, if an item... Basically, you need a near-perfect roll on an item for it to actually be worth anything on the auction house. Otherwise, you know, there's so many other items that will be very, very, very similar, you know, in power level to the one that you're posting that, you know, the supply and demand, you know, economics of the whole situation means it's not worth very much. So, and, and then... Um, I was listening to, uh, I can't remember what number it was, but it was the most recent Diablo Inc. Gamers Diablo podcast with Flux. And um, let's see, who did he have? He had uh, Wolf something. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I can't remember their names. But um, 
basically even if they even if they lessen the horrifically random um affixes where you know your stat value can go from 1 to 100 on that just one affix even if they tighten the range on it you know s say from 1 to 100 now it's 75 to 100 well now your item if it rolls with a 75 it's you know it's the bottom you know it's it's the floor <laughs> so basically what they'll just be doing is they'll be raising the floor and then everybody's power level will jump like because you'll be able to buy amazing gear for very 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 cheap or at least amazing gear compared to what you've self found all this time possibly and yeah i i i think i think everybody will be doing well over 100k dps when they when they're in inferno easy no problem i mean that's why that's one of the things that is making me want to play hardcore i mean the economy is so much better over there cuz Unfortunately, it seems like a lot of people can't make it into level 60 because, I mean, if you look at the auction house, the low-level stuff is selling a lot more. There's a lot more low-level stuff than there is high-level stuff because no one can survive long enough to get the high-level stuff, which, honestly, I'm kind of surprised about. I guess it just didn't seem, I mean, if you work the auction house, it didn't seem like it was that difficult. I guess people just rush too much, but I don't know. I, I'd rather... It seems like if you want anything too, you have to have a hundred million gold to get anything. Once you're at that, pretty much, you know, really soon into Inferno, if you can do, you know, X three casually, you can. You have to spend a hundred million gold to get anything, and you can't get that hundred million gold unless you find another perfect roll. So, so you get one item, you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait, you never get anything. That's what drove me to go to Hardcore because I'm finding stuff that I would never keep in, in softcore I'd throw away and being able to use it and sell it and have fun with it you know yeah i i think pretty much the only way and brazier do you think having ladder resets do you think that could be enough of a band-aid to re have the economy recover and have us all start fresh essentially if you wanted to so so that way they could re they could introduce new you know new items to find but you can only find them if you're playing on a ladder character or something you know like basically what they did in Diablo 2 well I think first of all I mean from a development point of view they'd have to want to actually commit to that idea and I don't think that's a direction they want to go yeah. I think what they're trying to do is take the game as it is uh, keep the mo model the way it looks and fix the inside of it so that it runs better Yeah. you know I mean the outside of the car is still going to look the same but the inside could be fixed to make it look you know make it run much better go faster do the things we want it to do and still get it where we want to go but they're not it doesn't seem like they're interested in creating that sort of ladder system i'm not saying that they're not do, going to do it but i don't think i don't know i haven't gotten that vibe from them that they want to go with a, a diablo 2 style ladder system i think they'd have to have almost a team or at least a few people dedicated to designing that kind of system yeah because it's not something that they just pulled over from Diablo 2 that they'd have to go from scratch just like everything else they tried to do with Diablo 3 I agree with that that it don't really get that vibe but Lanterio and I are good examples of what good a ladder reset can do because I mean we essentially created our own ladder reset by going to hardcore mm -hmm. you know we, we started fresh started with brand new you know 
self-found everything. Well, at least in my case. <laughs> and it's, you know, I'm, I really, really got back into the game. And I really started enjoying it because, it, you know, it felt fresh and different again. Rather than just grinding Paragon levels. <laughs> oh, I agree. I mean, I never minded it when D2, when a ladder said there were so many people complaining that felt like, oh, I'm losing my character, I'm losing. You're not losing your character on a ladder reset. You're just giving the opportunity to play a game that's not flooded with garbage and not nothing is worth nothing anymore and not everybody has only the best gear. It just resets it, it makes it fresh, it makes it fun. Trust me, yeah. it's okay to start over. It's not a big deal. You know, it. I remember I would have so much gear in D2 just waste what I would you know and I'd have to feel like it was waste away because I didn't even I never played non-ladder I, I wanted to be able to experience everything for the full I didn't want to have to think of a something I wanted and then couldn't do because I was playing non-ladder so you know I would I would do everything I could to just get my guys back to where they were on ladder again and I would just give all away all my non-ladder gear to people or use like little trivia games to get rid of it and stuff um but it makes it so much fun to see, you know, Diablo 2 was, was ran, the currency was ran mostly by runes, not by, like, gold. But to have, you find one HR in a new ladder system this season, and you're, like, so excited. Whereas all the garbage that's back in the non-ladder, all those people that have flooded everything are, you know, one HR. You need a thousand of them to equal one in ladder. It just, trust me, having a good economy makes the game a thousand times better. And they need to do something to be able to reset it. I don't think without a ladder system they're ever going to fix the economy in softcore. Um, unless they find a way to get rid of a lot of items. Like totally, or just totally drop the, you know, make the, somehow figure out a way to make gold more valuable. I think stuff, should, honestly, I think stuff should cost a lot more. And I, I don't, I don't really care if it, people hate that or hate me for it. I think they should get, like, I think the auction house tax should either be more or people should have to pay a lot more gold. I actually liked that people had to pay a ton of gold when they died um, because, you know, at the gold sink, any kind of item sink I like, and you know, if there's more crap, even if you could, if you get rid of, like, I level 63 legendaries, let's say, and you get rid of 10 of them, maybe you can craft those for something really, really good or something so that you can get rid of those, but that'd be a compound, I, I don't know, it's, it's, any kind of item sinks, gold sinks, I'm, I'm all for. Yeah, they, they need to give us a reason to salvage more items on the auction house right now because i i mean they right. they they made a couple really good big steps in that direction with the new crafting recipes that was introduced in 107 uh it gave a lot of people you know especially when a, a gear upgrade would cost you know millions of gold and you could basically gamble and get something better for a lot cheaper you know it gave us a reason to buy crafting materials again or to salvage and you know get them yourself and that's kind of what they need to do they, they need to give us more reasons to do that to take more items off them off the auction house so we'll see we'll see how it goes but um i just have a question though about the whole ladder because i never actually played diablo 2 with through the ladder system mm -hmm. um what happens to the gear when the ladder resets you just went to non-ladder you basically went from you're, you're a ladder character, everything's available, and then magically you're a non-ladder character. And everything on non-ladder 
that is a ladder only gear you get to take that with it and not ladder but you can't ever create that kind of stuff because most stuff that was ladder only was um, items that were rune words there were some items that weren't rune words that you could only find on the ladder but not nearly as much as the rune words were because that's really where the importance of that game and items came out of um, nothing you could really find by itself I mean there's a few things crown of ages fathoms blah 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 but most things that were good were rune words and a lot of those really high-end items were not ladder or were ladder only and then but that would actually make those that would be what was expensive on non-ladder is the ladder only stuff so when they would come over for like a month everything would be cheap because it'd be such a so many of them coming over from ladder and then after that eventually people start using mm-hmm. them up and then they get more expensive again all right, so the the existing gear doesn't change at all, and you get it basically. There's a whole new set of gear that you can strive to try to get. Yeah, it's basically like taking, wiping. So if they reset the ladder in D3, they wipe everything. You wouldn't lose anything. You'd still have your characters, except there would be a, a a new like you have to start a new character, start from scratch. There'd be nothing on the auction house. Nobody would have any gold, and you just start like it was day one again. But maybe there would be. Uh, 10 new legendaries that you could go get on the new season that you can't get with your old guy anymore or maybe there would be a new uber run that you can't get on the other thing even though you could do that and not ladder but maybe there's just something that entices you to do it most of the time and then like in d2 eventually they just came to the point where they just did it just to fix the economy every six months or every year whatever they did it for so yeah because item saturation just gets so bad <laughs> yeah i mean i'm just so, trying to think yeah. of what would happen if they tried to do that like diablo 3 you already know anytime they would do something with that would just absolutely make people flip out and i think the, the thing that would hold it back is the whole idea of the real money auction house and i think that throws another curve basically into the whole thing to for ladder resets the other thing is, I'm not sure, with how varied the gear we have is now, whether that's going to be a factor where, you know, if we do a ladder reset, how important would, you know, that level 63 gear be at the start of the, of it, or how does it translate? Because maybe some people would be able would hoard up gear and sell it, and then that doesn't really fix the auction house at all. That just kind of which is where the crappiness of the auction house goes, or at least the timing of it. So I don't know. It'd be a whole lot of things that have to t- really take a look at before they actually implement one. This would never fly, but I wish they could. You know how they cut everyone's attack speed? I wish they could just cut everybody's gold by no matter what <laughs> you have by 50% like once a year. <laughs> that would be great. I, I don't. I don't really don't care if you got one gold or if you got 10 billion gold. They cut you by 50 wow. percent. So be it, awesome. it'd be the flat tax <laughs> to fix the economy, then, wouldn't it? <laughs> yep. If they call it the <laughs> Blizzard's IRS poll. They're coming for you. <laughs> I mean, what? What could? No one's. Yeah. Just make it. Just make. Put out a, a warning to everyone in a year or, or in three months. It's gonna happen. That way, if you, you want to spend sell your, you don't want to lose your gold to nothing, just go buy something with it so you use it, and then you'll have less to take away. Sure. <laughs> There'd be so many complaints off that, but it would be great. <laughs> I don't care. I'd rather have less gold in the system. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I think we're I think we're starting to digress a little. Um. So, uh, 
the only other thing that I wanted to bring up was uh, Templar Painter is back at it with uh, this this time a rather um, well I don't want to say creepy but the scoundrel's kind of you know creepy in his own right but Templar did a did another fan art this time of the scoundrel so it's pretty cool go check it out so it looks like Sean Connery yeah a little bit yeah he's kind of got the younger Sean Connery sort of look yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah it looks good though it's a good piece of art I mean that's definitely the scoundrel yep but, yeah yeah and uh, little Deathy is back home and screaming so that means it is time to wrap things up so you have been listening to episode 36 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you missed an episode, you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at ShatteredSoulstone.com. While there, why not join our community forums and talk with other listeners? Just click on the community forums button at the top of the site or in the sidebar. If you want to join us in game, go to our show blog and navigate to the Soulstoners Battle Tags page. There you will find our battle tags as well as those of many other listeners of the show. And Blizzard, please, we, we need to do something about this because I, I think I'm maxed out on my battle tags friend list. So, yeah. Um, so, yes, this show is powered by you, the listener. So send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. We love Twitter. Come join us and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at Shattered Stone. I'm at Nevik James. Jen is at Queen of Haiku, which can now do haikus more properly on Twitter. Yes, because Twitter has instituted line breaks, yeah. so they can be in three lines like they're supposed to be. It made me very happy. Yeah, yeah. Twitter, Twitter blew up with that. I was like, oh, my plume has been able to do that for months. But anyways... At least it interpreted line breaks. Um, Brasia is at the underscore Brasia, and our fourth musketeer is at Lantonio. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, there will be no more mentions of the evil one's beverage of choice. You're welcome, Merlindun. And Medros. Fresh ladder reset. This has been a production of Dawn Forge. Copyright 2013. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.